Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Tomorrow, at this very time, you'll be hearing The John Cobalt Show. The curtain goes up uh, on John's uh, solo show after the amazing partnership and incredible decades-long run uh, here on KFI. So um, this is it for The John and Ken Show. Tomorrow, The John Cobalt Show. In just a bit, we will talk with David Vassay from AM570 LA Sports about the $700 million man, Shohei Otani, who will be... Uh, hanging out his shingle for the Los Angeles Dodgers for the next 10 years at $70 million per, although there are uh, some asterisks attached to that deal. We'll get into that in just a bit. So lots to talk about. Uh, over the weekend, I read a book that I found utterly fascinating and, and shocking in a lot of ways. I didn't think I had the ability to be shocked anymore. But, boy, when you look at how expensive college has gotten Today, it's like uh, putting a kid through four years of school. It's like buying a franchise. You know, it's like you should have a Burger King outlet uh, for the money that some of these places can cost. Uh, and I went to college in the 70s. So a lot's gone. And it wasn't exactly like college was a pure experience in the 1970s. Let me promise you that. In fact, I thought uh, when Animal House came out, I thought it was a documentary. I didn't realize it was actually a, a movie. Uh, but that is nothing compared to what apparently is going on on some campuses, if not maybe all of them. We don't know. Uh, Among the Bros is the name of the book, a fraternity crime story. To talk about it right now is the author, Max Marshall. Max, welcome aboard. Thanks for being with us. Appreciate it. It's great to be here. It's a great read. It's an eye-opening read. And uh, here's 
I guess here's my question. Uh, this story is about a drug ring that was centered at the Car College of Charleston in 2018. And um, it involved uh, a drug trafficker, a kid who had pledged to the Greek system named uh, Mikey Schmidt that uh, he got busted. And you heard about this and you went to the Char College of Charleston to kind of write about this Xanax ring and, and, and take the story from there. Where does it lead from here? Sure. So when I got to College of Charleston, I had heard that the police had arrested um, three guys in the Cap Alpha Order and two SAEs. And I know they had confiscated something like, you know, a dozen pounds of weed, a few pounds of cocaine, an assault rifle with a grenade launcher, and 44,000 Xanax pills. But when I was doing some early research, I actually found out a defense lawyer accidentally let it slip that it was much closer to 3 million Xanax pills, and the police had just never publicized that. And then I learned about a student who had been murdered and some other fraternity members who had died of drug overdoses and falling off roofs, and the story just got bigger and bigger. But ultimately, what it was was a, a national drug trafficking network with pills coming in from China, uh, guys having their own pill presses off the coast of Charleston, and then using fraternity pledges and the mail to ship really millions of pills to, to fraternity houses all over the U.S. Yeah, and a seizure of $21 million worth of black market Xanax. Now, I, I've heard of Xanax, obviously, but when did Xanax, I never knew that Xanax is, I and mean, we hear so much about fentanyl and opioids, but when did Xanax become the pill of choice on college campuses? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. If you think about this sort of it drug for different generations, right? Like I mentioned when you were in college in the 70s, there are probably people smoking a little pot. Maybe the, the crazier kids would be doing acid. No, no, this and is you where you're it's... wrong, Max. People were smoking yeah. a lot of pot. <laughs> they were okay, smoking well, a little pot. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, I'm, I'm happy to be wrong there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then in the 80s, maybe a little Coke or a lot of Coke, depending on what uh, what campus. But yeah, and you think of those drugs with those generations, and you think of my generation, and it's like Xanax. Why is everyone blacking out on anti-anxiety tranquilizers? But the reality is, is it is incredibly popular drug with my generation. In the last 20 years, opioid overdoses have gone up 8x, and Xanax overdoses have gone up 10x. So it's gone up even faster. And I think some of it is it's a really powerful anti-anxiety drug, and you know, a lot of kids my age have really bad anxiety. Then the other part is it mixes really well with other drugs. So if I have five Keystone Lights and a bar of Xanax, I feel like I had 15 Keystone Lights and I black out, but I'm not hungover the next day. And so it's this way of just kind of turning up to a whole nother degree with what feels like no consequences. We're talking with Max Marshall, Among the Bros, a fraternity crime story is the name of the book. And it's an excellent read. It's published by Harper, by the way, and you can get it pretty much wherever you get your books. Uh, speaking of no consequences, let's get into the Greek system, the fraternity life on college. I went to Stono College in Massachusetts. We didn't have fraternities. Okay. Uh, so I always kind of looked at them as sort of somewhat a goofy and or archaic uh, concept. But... 80% of Fortune 500 executives, 85% of Supreme Court justices, and all but four presidents since 1825 have been fraternity members. So the social and the economic advantages of being in these fraternities is enormous, and they also offer a measure of secrecy, of sort of a, a code of silence, which enabled, 
I assume, uh, Mikey Sh- Schmidt and his colleagues to do what they did. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think something people kind of forget or don't know about the fraternity system is it, it really is where the American elite sort of parties together. And it's always been like that. Like fraternities were basically invented in the 1800s. When American colleges started, college was basically all kids from elite backgrounds. From the 1800s, middle-class kids started showing up. So all the really rich kids were basically like, oh, well, how do we have parties without these farmers' sons? And they basically were like, oh, well, what if we start a little club for ourselves? And then, you know, you give it some Greek ritual and some Masonic, you know, you wear a robe. And, but, like, ultimately, it started as this way for kids from, you know, elite backgrounds to, to drink together. And that's totally continued. And I think it's the reason that at the end of this story, despite everything they got caught with, and, you know, we listed a lot of it, one of the fraternities left campus for four years and then came back. Another didn't leave campus at all. And then beyond that, only one boy's in jail right now from the whole drug ring. And so, you know, it, it pays to have really good lawyers. Uh, the, uh, here's the part that I found shocking. And again, maybe this is, you know, as I enter my dotage, uh, again, I, I went to college in the '70s, and it was hardly, you know, a, a boys' choir. It was, you know, it, it, it really kind of was Animal House with a couple of textbooks uh, laying around. But for the, but for the most part, there were, in my experience, I know that other people probably had different experiences, but we did see a lot of pot, a lot of booze. I only remember seeing Coke once or twice, and it was never going up my nose. I can promise you that. Uh, but now the the drug culture and the pill culture seems to be so pervasive uh, that – what do you – I know you mentioned about anxiety and Xanax in particular being – addressing that anxiety. But with all of the obvious uh, death that and destruction that has resulted from the opioid addiction, I, I'm just baffled that people are still willing to just take pills that are being made in dorm rooms. Definitely. So, I mean, there is a, a big fraternity website called Total Frat Move, TFM, and it posts sort of, you know, frat memes and like the babe of the day from different sororities. It was kind of barstool before barstool. And when they had a movie, the slogan was Greek, Greek life today makes Animal House look like a Pixar movie. Yeah. And so like all of the sort of Pixar Animal House ideas that we have of what college is, like fraternity parties are much, much crazier now than they were in the 70s. And I think you're right. A lot of it is this drug use. And it's almost a sign of prestige to really be like the craziest house on campus. It's often the richest house. You know, there are fraternities that have million dollar a year social budgets just for the one chapter. And there are sororities that do zip code checks to make sure that, you know, their members are, are from the right zip code. Okay, I want to hold you there for a second. I, I just want yeah. to absorb that. That a yeah. local chapter of a fraternity could have a million dollar a year social budget? Yeah. It's, you know, that's the, the very, very high end. But, yeah, if you look at schools at University of Texas or Alabama, yeah, you certainly can see that. And a lot of that's coming, you know, the dues might be $10,000 a year for every member, but most of that money is coming from a few alumni who want, you know, their their good old boys to have the best parties and the, the most prestige. And so you put that money in. And I mean, if you go to some of these parties, you can tell where the money goes. They're absolutely insane, insane parties. Um, hundreds and hundreds of guests, like big name acts, unlimited everything you could ever want. 
but with that comes like, oh, well, I need, I need to have this reputation for being the craziest and, you know, oh, we can, we can black out six nights a week and still get a good job. There's a lot of prestige in that. And, and very few consequences because that kind of money uh, creates a soft landing when things go uh, bad. In, in your book, Among the Bros, a fraternity crime story, you describe this mountain weekend, which was a, a must-attend event at the Car College of Charleston. And we maybe want to change the name to College of Caligula because <laughs> the description of what's going on here is just unbelievable. They, they went to a, a state camp uh, in, uh, in Georgia and basically destroyed it. Yeah, burned it, burned uh, basically everything in a cabin to the ground, and and yeah, you know, a park ranger came and tried to stop them, and they basically were like, "Well, this guy is, you know, we're above the appeal of his authority, and anything that happens, the alumni are going to come in and pay for it." I really think of I, the there's a Quentin Tarantino movie called Death Proof about a stunt driver, and I guess this is something that they did with stunt cars in the '70s. They would basically kit out the driver's seat of a stunt car with all this sort of, I guess, safety railing, so that no matter what you did to the car, the driver was going to be okay. But if you're sitting in the passenger seat or you're in another car, you very well might die in the crash. And being in these fraternities is kind of being in the driver's seat. You're kind of death-proofed. Like, you, whatever you do, you're probably going to get away with it. And then, you know, everyone else is collateral. Max, for those folks who are listening right now who might have uh, sons and daughters in colleges, or are about to go into uh, colleges, is there something that they should be looking for to, you know, to sort of, so that they go into it with their eyes open about what their kids are going to be involved in? Definitely. So it's funny, I, the phrase like the best fraternity on campus is something that gets thrown around a lot. And usually you'd think that would be a best thing. Like if I said you have the best radio show, then of course, well, you'd, be, you, you'd, you'd, be, you'd be lying too, it, but yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, top seven, but, uh, but yeah, but like all, all that's to say is like, you know, the best hospital is the one that's going to save your life. So you want to go to the best hospital, but when you go to colleges and you'll always get a consensus answer, you can go to any school, USC on the West coast, to, you know, any UMass school in the East coast and in between, you'll ask what are the three best fraternities and people will tell you, but I would actually say, don't join the best fraternities because in this instance, the best fraternity means the one with the biggest parties, the most money and often like the craziest fallout from these things. And so, um, yeah, it's just something to look for. Like the fraternity reputation system is really all based around money, status, and sort of just how wild your parties get. Among the Bros is the name of the book, a fraternity crime story. The author is Max Marshall. It's published by Harper. It's in bookstores. Max, thanks so much for coming on. It's a real eye-opener. It's a great read. Appreciate you being really here. Thank you so much. Okay, in just a bit, you're going to enjoy hearing David Vasse from the LA from our sister station, LA Sports five, AM 570, Dodgers reporter extraordinaire. He's going to walk us through the excitement of the Shohei Otani deal. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, a what if I told you about a road that charges your electric vehicle while you're driving on it? It's not sci-fi. They actually have one in an unlikely place. We'll tell you about that. Uh, coming up in just a bit. But right now, we got to talk about what is a really exciting story. Even if you're not a baseball person, it's like everything about this story is astonishing. Shohei Atani, of course, is now the $700 million man with your Los Angeles Dodgers. And to talk about that, 
from our sister station, uh, LA Sports AM 570. Welcome back, David Vesse. David, thanks so much for being with us. Appreciate it. Hey, Doug, always great to be with you. This is uh, quite a coup for the Dodgers. And really, when you think about it, it's the it's the obvious place for Shohei to go. He doesn't have to move from Southern California. Uh, the money was there. The team is super competitive. Uh, what's intriguing, besides the staggering sum of money, is apparently the deal has stepped out like a gigantic Bobby Bonilla deal, <laughs> you know, with deferments all over the place. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, because of the large number that obviously is shocking to all of our mere mortal selves, um, 10 years, $700 million, the Dodgers are not going to pay Shohei Otani $70 million for the next 10 years. Otani wants to win. And to do that, you can't just have one player taking up the sizable portion of the payroll. So he and the Dodgers had come up with a plan where they can defer the $700 million or the majority, from what I understand, of the $700 million, even past the life of this 10-year contract. So uh, there is not a salary cap in Major League Baseball, but there are penalties for going over a certain team payroll threshold. So to help mitigate that, Otani's uh, salary on average while he's playing for the Dodgers the next 10 years will be somewhere between 40 and 50 million dollars only yeah uh if he clips coupons and he doesn't go crazy he'll get be able to get by on that uh right and, and you know that is a significant i mean it really is significant because uh as you mentioned uh the 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 angels had mike trout and they had shohei otani and they didn't make the playoffs uh, now, granted, there were injuries and all kinds of wild cards in that, but basically, baseball is the ultimate team sport. You got to have, uh, you, you have to have pitching, you have to have starting pitching, you have to have long relief, you have to have a closer, you've got to have bench strength. The season is a grind. It's 162 games with 30 preseason games, and then a round of incredibly difficult playoffs. So you could play if you win the World Series. You're going to be in close to 200 games by the time the year is over. Uh, you need depth, and the Dodgers suffered a lot of horrific injuries in their pitching staff last year. Uh, and that, I assume, would be priority number one now. Right, because Shohei Otani, even though he is a two-way player, a player we haven't seen since Babe Ruth, he's not able to pitch this upcoming season after undergoing his second elbow surgery on his pitching arm, his right pitching arm. So he will not pitch this year. He will be, at least for the majority of the season, relegated to DH. Who knows, maybe by the end of the year, his elbow's uh, giving clearance to pitch a few innings, but uh, everybody's expecting him to solely be a hitter. So, yes, even though the Dodgers are paying Otani a sizable amount of salary, and they already are paying Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman a sizable amount of salary, they are going to go over the luxury tax threshold with their payroll. And they're not stopping there, Doug. They were fully aware that if they signed Otani, they would be over the threshold and they were willing to continue to keep going. So you're right. You have to use more than just nine players every day and you have to use more than 26. Sometimes teams use upwards of 40 to 45. So the Dodgers have a really good farm system, good young players for depth, as you mentioned, but they do want to get frontline starting pitching and they're have the, and they have their sights set on doing that via free agency and trade. So 
even though they signed Otani, they're not stopping there. We're talking with David Vasse from our sister station, LA Sports AM 570. Of course, he is the uh, principal Dodger reporter. You see him on MLB Network all the time as well. That's where I see all the time. Uh, talk to us, David. Just talk to us about what was it like in Dodger land when the deal closed? Well, number one, Doug, Otani and his representative, Nezbaleo, kept this under wraps the entire process so much to a point where there was a lot of misinformation out there and a lot of second and third hand information and the industry as a whole uh, from media to GMs to agents to even current players were starting to get a little frustrated with the secrecy also but the time it was taking for Otani to make this decision that he made on Saturday and that's why you know you have to be very careful in these situations not to put out and put Rick yourself in a situation that a couple of reporters did this past Friday where they were erroneously reporting Otani was on a jet from John Wayne to Toronto. It turned out to be a cast member and Canadian businessman uh, that's part of Shark Tank. Um, so all of that uh, was kind of leading to the drama of what was an Instagram announcement by Otani himself. Yeah, well, it's in a town that loves stars. Uh, they've got the biggest star that the sport has seen, you know, maybe ever. While it's all said and done, obviously yeah. Babe Ruth and Jackie Robinson, and there are many, many immortals. But this is just when you look at that lineup. Holy mackerel! Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, Shohei Otani. I would not want to be a pitcher facing <laughs> that. I mean, you don't even get to Will Smith. I mean, it's just it's an incredible lineup. David, thanks so much for coming on. Let's appreciate it. Should be an amazing season in Dodgerland, that's for sure. We're looking forward to it, Doug. And certainly, the global economic impact uh, is just as big as the one on the field. It's that's why MLB's got to be thrilled about this because it certainly is good for spreading the sport around the globe. Uh, David Vasse over there at AM five seventy. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over fifty years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of on a contract's fine print, or you finally want to get that will done. Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. 
Identity theft protection starts here. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Apparently, Ken has totally ghosted Shannon. Oh, yeah. Did you hear that? Well, he told me, don't, 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 send don't, me uh, don't contact don't, me. Yeah, don't exactly, reach out. Yeah. I'm done with you He's people. He's so done with all of us. <laughs> Can you blame him, really, if you think Not about really. it? No. No. It's hard to. It, it is. Uh, next hour, by the way, uh, is there somebody that you would really like to see nude? Well, there's an app for that. I'll tell you all about it coming up in just a bit. That's the next hour. So, I want to talk to you about hate speech for a second, because we've got all these stories. The L.A. City Council is trying to figure out how they could pass a law against distributing hate flyers that would pass a constitutional challenge. You know, that pesky First Amendment. Uh, the University of Pennsylvania just uh, showed the uh, president the door. Liz McGill has been ushered out. And there's a lot of heat on Harvard President Claudine Gay and MIT professors, uh, President uh, Sally Kornbluth. Uh, all of whom were yakking before Congress on the rise of virulent anti-Semitism and even overt threats and actual physical violence in some cases on college and university campuses. And they failed the simple morality test. It should not be uh, uh, it should not require uh, legalese parsing like Bill Clinton saying it depends on the meaning of what the meaning of is is in order to define uh, the call for genocide as intolerable uh an intolerable uh, creating an intolerable uh, climate of fear on a college campus if your dorm mates and classmates and fellow scholars uh believe that you should be dead generically then maybe that's something that you got to take seriously and and it, they certainly didn't seem to be taking it seriously but the alumni did a couple of hundred million dollar threats to yank uh Donations away from these uh, colleges got the board of trustees to shove the president of Penn out the door. And we'll see what happens at Harvard and uh, some of the other elite schools. And then Elon Musk restored Alex Jones's Twitter account. Alex Jones, he the creator of the unbelievably 
uh, horrific lie that the Sandy Hook Elementary massacre where kindergarten little kids, second graders, were gunned down. Uh, and he said, no, that didn't really happen. It was uh, it was crisis actors because the gun grabbers are just trying to create some fake story to scare people into giving up their guns. And then in his trial, admitted he made it up, that he, he knew it wasn't true, and he continued to repeat it every day because it was just show business. Boy, the way some people make their living. Look out. So I want to talk to you about hate speech laws, because if you can roll back the years to when hate crimes became a thing, and there was a lot of talk about this, what do we need them for? I mean, if somebody murders you, does it matter why they murdered you? Because dead is dead. If somebody shoots you, does it matter if they shot you because they wanted your wallet or because they, they don't like your religion? Well, I think it does, actually. And in the beginning, I think I had a lot of confusion on this. You know, for instance, if somebody spray paints on the side of your house graffiti, and they write, Kilroy was here, because they fell into a World War II time warp. And they wrote, Kilroy was here. Or they wrote, uh, die Jew. Well, you're the only Jewish person on the block, and that's spray painted on the side of your garage. There's a whole different magnitude of threat that that represents than graffiti, than somebody just, you know, spray painting a mural or writing Kilroy is here on the side of your house. And that's what that's why hate law enhancements make sense, because all law is an expression of society's values. We pass laws sometimes to encourage behavior. We want to encourage investment, so we'll give tax you know, benefits or we want to en encourage uh, kids going to school. So we'll offer tuition assistance. And these are laws that are passed to encourage behaviors that we think are positive for society. And then we obviously uh, pass a lot of laws to discourage beha behavior. But, or, you know, for instance, all traffic laws, we have stop signs and, and traffic lights and uh, and speed limits and all of those things are designed to create order on the roads that it's not chaos because we value order on the roads and we largely have it we don't always have it la still leads the league in hit and runs and there's a whole bunch of reasons for that but we because we value order on the roads we have traffic codes and, and that's what hate laws are. They are an expression of society's values, of society's morality. We, we don't want people to be attacking others because they're a member of a, 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 a protected class or any class for that matter, whether it's race, whether it's religion, whether it's gender identity, whatever it is. And we're saying if you intimidate and bully and threaten somebody on that basis, there's extra enhancements. Well, the problem is, is that finding out what that line is between a, an opinion, even an ugly opinion, and violation of First Amendment rights to express that and crossing a line into your free speech ends at the front of someone else's, at the tip of someone else's nose. In other words, you could say whatever you want, but once you've said something that leads to a physical threat to somebody else, now you're in, we're in this gray area. 
And that's what everybody's wrestling with right now. That's what the colleges and universities are wrestling with. Because, okay, you've got a lot of people who don't like the policy of the Israeli government. And they have a legitimate First Amendment protection to go out and protest against the Israeli government. And maybe even the conditions that they say were the cause of the uh, October 7th terror attack. We had that happen after the 9-11 attacks, there were people in the streets who were saying that we brought this on ourselves. I totally disagree with that premise, as I disagree with the premise of anything justifying what happened on 10-7 in Israel. It's a horrific mass murder. You got people with Kalashnikovs coming in on motorized hang gliders to shoot kids at a music festival. I don't want to hear your story. I don't care what your story is, what your grievance is. You forfeited any claim to my concern with this horrific act. But protected speech against political entities is significant. This is why the Supreme Court, the United States Supreme Court, has uh, time and time and time again defended the right of people to burn the American flag. Now, I find burning the American flag to be uh, a juvenile and irritating and, and personally offensive act. But it's clearly political speech. The American flag is the symbol of America. So if somebody's got a, a gripe with America for whatever reason and they choose to express it in that fashion, I don't think they win any converts, by the way. I don't think anybody's ever seen that the video of those dopes on the field at Dodger Stadium trying to set fire to the American flag. And Rick Monday, who was with the Chicago Cubs at the time, runs across the field and, 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 and snatches the flag away from them before they can set it on fire to a huge standing ovation. Uh, I don't think anybody's ever seen the American flag burned and said, yeah, you know, now that I now that I've seen that, I really changed my opinion about America. But whatever, it is clearly protected speech. But what's not protected is when speech can directly lead to violence. And now we're in a really difficult epic of history because with social media and the endless repetition and the ability of people to spread toxic and horrific messages globally and relentlessly uh, we're into a real uncharted territory and finding that line of where is the first amendment uh, and we know that the first amendment is specifically about government shutting down speeches why the la city council saying that they want to ban hate flyers is really problematic because that's directly the government's shutting down speech and that's true at public universities because that's a public university. It's it's a government, it, it, it's a property of the people and taxpayers supported. It's a different issue altogether with Twitter. Twitter's owned by Elon Musk. It's his baby. And he's choosing to give Alex Jones a horrific malignant presence, a stain on humanity, in my opinion, uh, a platform. He wants to take his, uh, he wants to take uh, Alex Stone's business. Whereas, you know, the local coffee shop has a sign that says no shoes, no shirt, no service. They're setting a standard of behavior uh, to uh, be in their coffee shop or to be at the 7-Eleven on the corner. Uh, Alex Jones uh, apparently is welcome into Twitter. Uh, it, it certainly doesn't welcome me with that policy. Uh, all right. If you've ever wanted to see somebody nude, well, now there's an app for that. We'll get into that. Man, some of the technology is <laughs> just amazing.
and also, we're going to tell you about a place not to visit here in Southern California. I'm sure you've got your own list, but this is official from Fodor's, the travel magazine. So we'll get into all that as well. Mr. Conway at 4 o'clock. And a reminder again, I have this book that I wrote that I'm very proud of. And if you're looking for a gift for a reader on your list, it's available at my website, DougMcIntyre.com. I can have a personally inscribed copy out to you. Or you can get it at Amazon, of course, Barnes & Noble, and all the good local bookstores like Vroman's in Pasadena, great bookstore, Pages in Manhattan Beach, David K. Books in Woodland Hills, where I was Saturday and got to see a bunch of you. And uh, Bookstar in uh, Studio City and uh, just wherever you want to grab books. Frank's Shadow is the name of the book. Go grab, buy in bulk, as John Pizzarelli says. Okay, so uh, we talked a couple days ago about electric vehicles and how some people have what I think is an irrational hatred of them the way other people have an irrational hatred of coal and gas. Like they actually hate a commodity. They actually hate a naturally occurring substance. But. Uh, this is an astonishing story that is a window into a potential revolution when it comes to the electric vehicle world. In Detroit, of all places, there's a company called Electrion, and they have taken over a street in Detroit called 14th Street, and they've buried in the asphalt something called inductive charging coils, and they are testing electric vehicles that have been equipped with receivers that allow the technology, the inductive charging coils, to charge the cars while they drive. In other words, the chargers are built into the actual road itself. So you're driving along in your EV, and you don't have to stop at one of those places to plug in. Your car is charging, just like if you've got at home one of those things that Apple sells. is like a little disc, and you can put your phone down on top of it. You don't actually have to plug it in, and it charges right through the case, etc., it would charge the car while you're using it. And theoretically, if this is functional, the company says it works. And uh, this, the governor of uh, Michigan, Governor uh, Whitmere, is uh, pushing the pilot initiative. And it's, it's actually out there on the road now on 14th Street and people are using it. Uh, a bunch of years ago, I've been to Iceland a bunch of times because it's my favorite country, not called the United States of America. So I went in 73, 93 and 2002 and Iceland, you know, they've got volcanoes all over the place. There's one about to blow up again. And it's a geothermal based uh, in industry land because they've got all this uh, free geothermal energy under the ground. And what they did was because it's called Iceland, they put pipes under the sidewalks in Reykjavik that are heated. They run hot water because the hot water is free. They've got. Nothing but hot water because of all the geothermal energy they're sitting on top of. And when it snows in Iceland, it just melts and clears the sidewalks. And I think they have it under some of the roadways as well, so they don't have to plow. Just the hot water melts it. Well, this is the same concept, only instead of hot water to melt ice and snow, it's essentially uh, a charging station built into the, into the asphalt of the road itself, charging your EV as you drive. Would this be something that could actually solve the problem for people who are reluctant to have electric vehicles because they they fear getting stru stuck somewhere and having to uh, wait hours and hours and hours to charge their vehicle, which is really not the case anyway. But obviously, if you're in West Texas, you're out in the middle of nowhere, it's not practical to have an electric vehicle. This would be perhaps a solution to that problem going forward.
the technological advances that we're living in are astonishing. And we have to point them out occasionally not to go mad because otherwise you just see nothing but bad news all the time. <laughs> it gets very, very depressing. I mean, that's the problem is that sometimes, especially in talk radio, we tend to become the complaint department. But uh, it, while we're pointing out the things that are awful and need to be fixed and we need to do something about we got to keep an eye occasionally out for some of the stuff that's making the world a better place. And there are remarkable technologies coming out. And this is theoretically one of the great ones. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got another hour to go. We're here till four o'clock when Tim Conway Jr. comes along. And don't forget, tomorrow, the John Cobalt Show will be right here at KFI uh, from 1 to 4 p.m. The debut performance. I, I wonder if John is nervous. He's just, he's so excited. He, he's ready for it. Do you think he knows that Ken's not coming in tomorrow? Yeah, I do. Okay. I All think, right. you know, he's just going to go on like, uh, you know, it's it's his show and the only difference is there's no Ken. Are you going to find out whether or not Ken has ghosted him too? Because clearly. Oh, I'm sure Ken has ghosted John. All Absolutely. Right. Yes. Well, then he can say anything he wants about Ken. He could tell you the truth of how he really feels That's and he won't have to worry about Ken rebutting anything. I, this I could will, be very interesting radio tomorrow. I will tell tomorrow. John that you suggested that. Well, it's a, it's an opportunity, That's I'm just true. saying. All right, let's is an opportunity to go get the very latest from the uh, KFI 24-hour newsroom and here is Deborah Mark. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungles closing in? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to land.com, find your open space, and get out there.